Power Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation and enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Now, if you heard last week's show, if you didn't hear last week's show, stop right now and go back and listen to it. But last week, I was talking with paranormal researcher and investigator Cindy Heinen. We've been talking about EVPs, and she's back this week with more samples, and we're going to deepen what we talked about last week. She has captured EVPs that go beyond the standard ghost hunt fair. She's recorded voices of historical figures, loved ones who've passed over, non-human entities, and even spirit groups that work as a team with living researchers to develop the bridge that's needed to transmit these sorts of responses. On today's show, we're going to talk about who the researchers are communicating with, what the messages are, and the ways in which these EVPs are captured. So are you ready to meet Cindy? Cindy Hyden has spent more than 18 years researching the intriguing world of electronic voice phenomena. She's been co-author on several research papers on different aspects of EVP, managed research projects, and authored the EVP chapter in the book, Investigating the Haunted, Ghost Hunting Taken to the Next Level. Cindy is co-director of the paranormal investigator group, the Society for Anomalous Studies. Professionally, Cindy's a massage therapist and body worker who works with hospice patients. You can find out more about Cindy and her work at sasghostresearch.com. Cindy, welcome back to Out of the Fog. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm excited, and I'm all so I'm all excited and ready to dig in. We talked last week about capturing uh, like your traditional sort of the, the vanilla EVP, right? Traditional, it's the ghost of the yeah. Civil War soldier, and we slowly moved into capturing voices of departed loved ones. We talked about the importance of intention as we're capturing these recordings. How has your team over the years seen their EVP experience deepen? They hear their names now, correct? Yes, um, the makeup of the group um, has changed um, in, since 2011, this, this particular group was, was formed. And, you know, people come and go. But in this incarnation we have right now of the magical um, amount of people we have, the perfect, the seven, um, we have started to get um, communications that are addressing us specifically, um, and beside even that, sometimes when we're with um, clients um, in their homes or, or businesses, we're getting things addressed to them specifically. So this was not something that happened before. Before, you'd get the help me, get out, that sort of thing. But things have changed a lot in this last couple of years. Do you think it's because not just of the work that your group is doing, but there are, I think there are more and more people exploring this, exploring this field. It's kind of like the door got opened a lot wider. I think so. Um, it's certainly that um, as our consciousness grows and more people think about this, and um, once again, we're talking about the intention that we're really interested in this. I think things will open and grow more. I still think one has to be cautious about who's coming through to talk to us, but um, 
there is the potential there for greater communication. Let's jump right into one of those samples. Let's play sample number five. Nate, my producer's got all the EVP samples all lined up for us. So let's play um, sample number five. Let's listen to that one first, and then, um, Cindy, tell us what we're hearing. And you'll hear, you'll hear it first, and then you'll hear it repeated twice. Well, you know, that was here. Kilroy was here. <laughs> And so tell us what we just heard. I could hear a man and I could hear you talking and there's something right in between those two voices. What was that? Okay, so so here we were in a historical building and we had seen a graffiti on the wall of this historical building that said Kilroy was here, which is a graffiti from about World War II. And so I look at it and say, well... And then my uh, co-director, uh, Randy, says, um, well, um, I think he says Kilroy was here. And, but in between that, you hear this um, sort of weak woman's voice say, we know you. And you'll notice how the energy fades out at the end of her voice. We know you. And when we heard that, that just blew us away. We've never really had something directly comment on us. Have you had the experience of hearing your own name in one of these EVPs? Yes, I, I don't think I gave you any examples, but um, it's hap- it has happened, and it's happening more frequently now. Where um, and sometimes it'll be a repeat of your name, like Cindy, 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 something like that. Or it's happening to more people within the group now. They're starting to see us as this group. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what that's all about yet. I'll I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> is it is that scary to you or is that a good thing? No, it's not scary at all because I'm asking for communication and if they have been aware of us and may be aware days before or weeks before we even get there, um, I'm excited to know that they do recognize us and are willing to work with us um, to learn their story, which is very important to me, but also the story of the environment that they're in. And it's a difference, too, between that idea of kind of catching sort of random ghost voices, and this is then an intelligent communication. If it says my name, if it's responding to maybe the things that we're saying in the the environment, there's an intelligence there. Yes, yes. Now, there is. The the one that we just heard, we know you, it, the one that we just heard was captured by a digital recorder. There are a lot of new kind of, there are a lot of innovations now as people explore this field of electronic voice phenomenon. What are some other ways that, and some of the more innovative ways that you can capture these recordings? Well, um, there are the spirit boxes that people see, which are basically radio scanning devices that scan through the radio channels extremely fast, either forward or backwards. And so we're talking about creating this this um, plethora of noise that um, spirits can use these frequencies and sounds to create a voice that we would pick up on the recorder or hear directly from the speaker um, with the spirit box. And that's generally what happens with the spirit box. You're hearing it being spit out right away. Um, there's also different devices called obelisks, which um, use um, sensing of environmental changes that are connected to databases or phonetic um, modes 
so that words can be formed from this from just the bits of speeches. And then there's also other devices, variations on both of those themes um, from computer vo- um, programs like um, EVP Maker that um, basically grinds up words. And once again, we're making this basis soup that um, we're hoping that spirits can use to create voices. So there's lots of different things out there. So this is kind of the equivalent of like putting out all the art supplies all the crayons, all the colors, all the paint, and looking to see what is what's created, right? It's kind of raw material. Exactly, exactly. We're and some things work great with certain people and not with others. Um, so there's more a component than just a device that spits out noise. There's much more involved to just that, and that's sort of like the mystery of what is the combination that makes these things work at specific times. So it's maybe not just intention, but it's the connection between the researcher and the being who's doing the communication. Maybe. Sometimes I don't know who I'm necessarily talking to historically or here. I'll even go one step past that. I've been on investigations where we have a client with us and all of a sudden the communications we get coming through are related to that client not to the house we're in or the ghosts they think they have there, but something personal with them. And it can be a very emotional um, moment for them to start getting these these messages coming through for them. So I can't say for sure what is the, what is the right combination, but I think certainly we get back to that intention being there that whatever can come through that is um, positive and can have a healing capacity, that's what I want. Hmm. Now, when we listen to sample number six, this is a recording that, that you got using a certain app, and, and you've written about this, that um, as you keep working with this particular app, the more you've worked with it, the stronger the responses have gotten. So can you say a little bit about how you got this recording and what we're about to hear? Okay, that particular app is called, anybody could Google it online, it's called the VR Ghost app, and it's just an application that you use on a computer. It's not on your phone or anything like that, but it works on a computer, and what it does is it takes um, very short segments of of words, um, like once again, we're talking those building blocks of words, these phonemes, and it fits them out, and it has this white noise background going at the same time. So you can get these random just, sounds and stuff coming through and they should only be short little segments but sometimes they get to be sentences um, that that we've found um, some very long ones at times and that's what happened in this case we were in a historical location um, and we were asking questions and we got this story that seemed to come through all right let's listen to that that's sample six Fire the gun. Oh, wow. That, to me, the person saying she killed him sounds like somebody else who was in the room with you. Really different quality (laughs) of, of fire the gun. Exactly. Um, And the person in between that was the client saying, questioning, fire the gun. I mean, it was that clear that we were catching these things like this. And she later um, 
actually told us about a story about a, a gun that may not be associated with that particular building, but associated with the history she knows um, that maybe that was part of this story. I don't know for sure, but it was certainly an interesting connection. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. My guest is Cindy Heinen, and we are going beyond the ghost hunt and listening to recordings, electronic voice phenomenon recordings that go beyond just that standard standard ghost. You can find out more about Cindy and her work at sasghostresearch.com. So that's using that computer app, the VR ghost app. You also sent me a sample number eight um, that is that was obtained using the ovilus and people who watch paranormal TV shows as I do, I'm kind of a junkie are going to be familiar with the ovilus for anyone who hasn't heard about that. What is the ovilus? Um, so the ovilus is a device um, that uses sensors that connect changes in the environment with dictionary banks or in, um, or phonetic settings. So just bits of words. So if you have an EMF change, it might a particular one, it might be connected to a certain sound um, phonem on the that comes through the device, or if it's in um, dictionary mode, that change in the environment will be connected to a certain word. Um, in the case of the recording we're going to listen to, it was in the phonetic mode, so it's not going to um, have words per se, but but sounds um, a e i o, you know, those sort of things. Okay. All right. Let's listen to this and see what we get. Why are we down here? Is that what you said? And so you're hearing that in real time, Cindy, like that's happening and she's responding to it. The investigator's responding to it. You're hearing it in real time. It's not like the ones we listened to before where you only catch it on the playback, right? Yes, yes. You're hearing this in real time and that, this was, like I said, in that phonetic note. So to get a sentence like that, um, we've never experienced that before. We've had the obelisk actually repeat words back to us before, but nothing like this. And so it sounds to me they were kind of wondering why we were there. And, and so we tried to answer. <laughs> what is the sort of how what's the longest sustained conversation that that you've had because we're hearing that ex right that exchange back and forth fire the gun she killed him what's the the longest exchange that you've had it's like a volley in tennis isn't it because you you open that up and something comes through and then you send it back and something else comes through um usually i would say um a year ago i would have said well we're lucky to get a sentence like um why are you here something like that but lately, things have changed once again, and we're getting more like a, a back-and-forth communication. And this happens with certain people within the group that seem to work well with certain pieces of equipment. And so um, we may be at a location, and she'll say, you know, settle down. I want one to come forward. Is that one here? And you'll get that yes. Can you tell us about your life? And they may say little words theme together over like a, a seven, ten minute period of time, sort of start to put this story together about um, possibly the spirit or 
we don't know for sure. It's, it's, this is a new phenomenon that's starting to happen. So this communication is starting to get longer and longer all the time. What do you think is the future for this area of research as things intensify, as our equipment changes, as interest um, grows, where, where could this take us like 10 years from now? Where do you think we'll be with all this? Um, I know where I'd like it to be. Uh, as far as the ghost hunting in goes, I really don't know how that is going to evolve. But in the type of research that people that are in their homes um, doing, trying to set up stations to do this communication, um, hopefully that will get clearer um, and we'll have more sustained conversations. Um, there's a woman, um, for example, a, a Brazilian um, named Sonia Rinaldi, and she um, is a co-founder of the Institute of Advanced Research of Instrumental Transcommunication. And her recordings are phenomenal. She actually started actually working with bereaved parents. That's who she would work with to try to reach out to um, their children who have passed. And she has some very interesting results. But this has expanded for her. So she's been able to speak um, with people that have nonverbal autism, people with Lou Gehrig's disease, dementia, and other things, other ways where People, living people aren't able to communicate but to make this connection. So I think the field is wide open. Um, but I'll, I guess we learn from history in many ways because the world was wide open with EVP back in the 80s too. Mm-hmm. And it sort of collapsed um, because we are human <laughs> and of human foibles and, and miscommunications and misunderstandings. Um, once the waters got muddied between, um, things just sort of stopped for a while as far as RTC research and some of the phenomenal um, results that people were getting. And I, it makes me curious, just as, a, as an intuitive myself, it makes me wonder, the woman who you mentioned doing that work with bereaved parents, is that coming through because she is a medium and the way her mediumship gift shows itself is now imprinted on the recording, for example, or is it that the technology is the medium and that's the bridge? Um, um, I think um, the mediumship might have a lot to do with it. I can't be for sure, but I, once again, we're almost talking intention. Is she open to that? And a lot of, uh, just like when you start mediumship training or psychic training, you open up and you start getting all these things coming in. It's probably the same thing because we are opening up to this bigger realm uh, and to these bigger possibilities. So I can see, I don't know her personal history, um, but that could be a possibility. And there are other researchers that have said that are prominent in the field that they have gotten more psychic and get more psychic impressions aside from just the objective evidence that we can get on the recorders. Well, and it's interesting because it I'm very interested in that line between science and what we don't yet accept as science. Right? Yeah. That 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 edge of that edge of discovery there and I know that back in the day and people who listened to out of the fog back 
10 years ago when we did a lot of um, interviews with paranormal researchers and ghost hunters and that kind of stuff, um, it, a lot of paranormal researchers would say, we don't want to take a psychic with us to walk through because we have to keep this scientific. And what, what made me so curious about what you were saying about the, about the woman um, working with the brief parents was that that's a place where the science and the psychic come together. And it feels to me, at least as I watch all this happen with just my, I'm just a fangirl, right? No real experience with this. But as I watch it happening, I see those, those two different poles, the scientific and the psychic coming closer together. Yes, I believe so. Um, We, as, as the practitioners of this type of work, we certainly have to advance and we have more to learn. And there's this realm of science that also has more advancement it needs to make before we can meet. Um, We are talking about, oh, I know this is a cliche word, but we talk about those subtle energies, and that's, I think, the crux of how this stuff probably happens ultimately, is that it is this, this idea that's often embraced by metaphysical and, and religions, but not so much by science. And um, maybe they'll get there and we'll get a little bit more towards them as time goes on. Yeah. Baby steps. Maybe. Now, I know we've just got an, a couple minutes left here. Can you, for listeners who'd like to try this on their own, you talked about making an environment that is um, that is right for doing these recordings. Can you say a little bit about how someone in their own home might want to do this, or should they? Um, They have to be comfortable with it, um, because um, with anything like this, once you kind of open that door, um, you have to set your ground rules as to what you want to allow to happen. Um, So, um, like in my office, there's a specific place I want to do this, a specific place I want to do the recordings, um, certain instruments I'll use, um, and that's important, but it's also that sort of a meditation beforehand, setting of intention, and then once the session's done, just to closing that session and setting my ground rules that I really don't, with everybody's decided they've seen the light and they want to come over here, that they don't walk around my bedroom at night. Um, <laughs> because um, those physical things do start to happen or have happened for me at the time. But I'm taking it very seriously, and it it is a fair amount of work to get this stuff set up to go, but everyone can do it. Um, It's just putting a recorder down and trying to do the recording um, and listening back to it and um, seeing what comes through. But intention and setting those ground rules, I think, are really important. And do you need any special equipment to listen back? Like if I just put my digital recorder down somewhere and walk away from it and leave it running, do I need any special equipment to listen back to it? Um, I generally use um, a, a cuffed um, headphone, um, not one that does any sort of, um, you know, how they can change drop frequencies for noise reduction and stuff. I don't use that because the EVP I want may be in that frequency. So I'm using something that's really covering my ears so something's very quiet. But if all you have are earbuds, more power to you. Just go for that. Um, it's all about just starting the process. And it may not happen right away. I've known some researchers that are very persistent, and it takes them a year when you're doing it out of your home, setting up your station, before they start to get a response. So 
that's how that's worked out. If you go to a haunted location, it's sometimes different. Um, you can start get things quicker, but it depends on what you're looking for, too. Right. Cindy, thank you so much for being on the show. This is fa- just fascinating stuff, so thank you for sharing this with us. Sure. That is uh, paranormal investigator Cindy Heinen, and her website is sasghostresearch.com. If you go to that website, if you go to sasghostresearch.com, you'll be able to see her team. You'll be able to um, see some evidence uh, videos and audios there. That's at sasghostresearch.com. I would just say from my experience with paranormal things that you always enter with good psychic protection and you always enter with great respect. You have your own team of guides and guardians with you and you invoke those before you do anything trying to capture evps trying to connect with your loved ones in spirit any of that we always start from that place of being present with and grounded in the divine love and the divine light that is our birthright that's part of what we bring here and so as you go exploring just remember to keep everything keep everything nice and clean. You can always find me at my website, karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. We can even connect for a private session if you are so inclined. And if you believe, as I do, that when you focus your intention on something, you can change it. If you believe that's true, I invite you to check out openpeacefulheart.com. My partner and I run a free 15-minute guided meditation on the first Sunday of every month with the intention of bringing together people from all over the world who want to take that time to focus on creating peace in our hearts and peace in the world. That's at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world And a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.